2: I always like the content from my friend David Schoenfield at uh, ESPN. fantastic, man. You got a new one up today. And, and you know what? There are always these little bites, uh, like nuggets, lists, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but today's topic is the early MLB 2023 trade deadline preview for all 30 teams. Ooh, I love it. And he takes uh, each team, says what their biggest need might be during the season, and also who their most likely trade candidates. is. Would be. So I wanted to give you the uh, the San Diego Padres entry here uh, from David Schoenfeld. It is the biggest need for the Padres. No surprise. He said it would be starting pitcher. Trade candidate, he says, would be Dylan Lesko. For all the moves the Padres have made and the money they've spent, the San Diego rotation is still desperately thin, especially if you, Darvish, or Joe Musgrove get injured. Blake Snell isn't exactly overworked, and then they're counting on Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo who've been better as relievers. The problem is all the trades have torn apart the farm system depth. Top prospect Jackson Merrill is the one they want to keep, but pitcher Lesko, the team's first-round pick in 2022, was an obvious trade candidate given his timeline is way down the road and the Padres are in win-now mode. To complicate matters, Darvish and Snell are free agents after 2023. So if the Padres do need a starter, they would like it to be one with team control into 2024.
3: Any... Suggestions of who that may be? No,
2: no, not necessarily. I mean, I could go through some of the other teams and see which pitchers might be available at the trade deadline. But it's obviously very Guardians. I mean, I think the Guardians are an interesting
3: team to watch. uh, How they get out of the gate uh, this year? They've got some arms that uh, I know we've been linked to in the past. Um, We have. I feel like they owe us one (laughs) from the the Clev deal. Uh, I don't know that they'll look at it the same way. But uh there's there's certainly gonna be there's always guys available. It's just a matter of what you want to give up, Ben, and I'm sure, you know I'm sure if the Padres are if they feel like they're one, if they feel like they're one starter starting pitcher away, yeah, you can want to keep Jackson Merrill all you want, but it's the number one name that they're gonna ask for come July. They're gonna say, Yeah, yeah, you can have you know, so and so, Shane Bieber. Absolutely, you can. I'll take Jackson Merrill and Dylan Lesko, and uh, then let's let's go from there. So, uh, I I would imagine that Jackson Merrill and I heard, and when we were out of camp. I heard nothing but great things about both of those guys, Merrill and Lesko. Uh, they Lesko was throwing a pen, and they said he looked fantastic. I mean, I'm
2: just looking at the pitching names that could be available. and This is obviously very hypothetical. None of them are anyone I would want to give up Jackson Merrill for. I mean, Lucas Giolito, yeah. Luis Patino, get him back from the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> All right. uh, David thinks that he might be available at the trade deadline. It would be very raised to you know, get a pitcher then trade him back yep. a couple of years before he gets into the arbitration and starts making more money. But I certainly wouldn't want to give up a Jackson Merrill for something like that. Now, Shohei Otani... You know, okay. Now you're talking. If you're if you're really trying to pull off a major deal, and the Angels make him available, yeah, you talk about your top prospect. But if you're going to trade your top prospect. You need to get top merchandise in return, right? Otherwise, yeah, it's more like you're going to the secondary guys. Like, let's go. But you know, as you said, it's pretty amazing that the Padres have must still have minor league depth to possibly deal from. Given how many trades they've already made in the last couple of years, yeah, I think a a lot of credit goes to AJ Preller and his
3: squad too, because they're they're. I saw yesterday Keith Law put out his his prospect ranking list and a couple Padres on there, Uh, and I I don't even think I I don't. If I'm not mistaken, I don't even think he had Salas on there as well, 16 year old uh, Venezuelan catcher that the the Padres have spent a lot of money on, but is gonna you know expected to do big things here in a few years. Um, So there's. With Merrill being a really, really, uh, really, really nice prospect for the Padres, it's going to be tough, though. It's going to be tough to hang on to those guys if you're, in fact, going for it. And I, 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 I don't envision a world, guys, that July gets here and AJ says, "No, I don't think we need to improve much on the starting pitching front." I don't. I believe in my heart, the Padres are going to have to go out and get and get at least one more starting pitcher. I don't know that now is the time to make that trade, but. Come July, uh, I think it's. I'd say it's almost a hundred percent. I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, you're you're counting on a lot from Martinez and Lugo in the first half of the season, and then you're counting on them to be able to continue to give you innings throughout.
2: Well, I don't, but I don't. Need bo- I don't need both of injury them in a playoff luck. rotation. I need four guys in my playoff rotation. Yeah, I mean, and if one of those two guys, if Nick Martinez steps up, has a good has a good starting season, and he's producing, and you've got your other three starters. That you expect to be in your playoff you're rotation. Also, you're also assuming that Darvish,
3: Snell, and Musgrove
4: just...
2: Oh, no. I mean, if there's an injury, yeah. if there's something that happens... It feels absolutely. like if one
4: of those three guys gets injured for a significant amount of time, the whole season could be derailed. It hangs in the balance And, a and bit. that's a problem. I don't think so.
2: I, I disagree with that comment as well. I would expect at least one or two of them to miss some time, as, as most teams' pitchers do. But the Padres have a lineup. They can win games... 10 to 8 if they need to. And I don't think the pitching would be that bad even if you lost Darvish for a couple of months. You just want to make sure they're healthy in October right. when they come back. I don't think it derails the season. Even if you lose a guy for three months, you have enough lineup, you have enough other guys potentially. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that you're still going to be a very good team. Now, you, do, you may not be a 105-win team, but you'd still be a very good team even with a couple of injuries.
3: Well, in the mantra this year, I got a really good DM from a guy yesterday who was talking about, hey, man... Like, I know you guys talk about winning the division. He goes, as we've seen, and we know this, our mantra this year is just like it was last year, was get in. Get in see what happens. Uh, I don't think you want to limp in, uh, but I do think you want to get in. Winning a division would be fantastic. Don't break your back doing so. Get into the playoffs and then let's get nasty in the playoffs with a healthy rotation. Um, but Ben, they still you're, you're counting on guys this year, like and who's to say they're not going to click? The Michelle Michelle Baez, the Adrian Morihone, the those guys that we've been kind of waiting for to take the next step. Um, yeah, you can cobble together a 5th and 6th starter if somebody goes down, a 4th and 5th starter if somebody goes down. You can cobble that together with the offense we have. I'm, I'm massively confident in that lineup. Exactly. It's the best
2: lineup in baseball. Like you know, it's No one wants to face this you, you don't have to score 10 runs and pitch a shutout every game. Correct. <laughs> you, should, you just have to score one more than the other team. And if it comes with great pitching, fine. If it comes with great hitting, fine. And in the playoffs, yeah, you'd like to have plenty of both because you're going to be playing really good teams, but... Ultimately, the Padres have enough talent and depth that that they can. They don't have to have every break go their way. This I wonder, is not one of yeah. those seasons. Hey, if everything, if everything goes, goes right, perfectly and our ace wins the Cy Young and you know wins us twenty five, you know twenty to twenty five games, we might make the playoffs. uh. Uh-huh. if if every guy just plays close to what they're capable to, and they don't have a massive massive run of injuries. Padres should cruise into the postseason
5: I would. Year.
3: I'm
2: knocking on wood
3: like yeah. a madman yeah. because baseball is so stupid. It right. makes no sense. Um, it, it, anything can happen. So uh, I'm with you. I'm with you 100% on that. And I do think that uh, it will be fun to see the the grooms of the world, the Morihones, the Baezes, actually get a look this year and, and really round out the depth
2: of this team. All right. Uh, let's let's uh, let's get some headlines from Polly. We'll continue that discussion. That was a good one. We'll continue that discussion a little bit later. But it's time right now for the Rindle Report. And get things started here. With our edition, today's edition of the Rindle Report.
4: Now tuned into the motherf***ing
6: greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report. With Paul Reindel. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports
4: that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story
3: that you didn't know you needed. Are you
6: laughing, Biotz?
3: It's the Reindel
6: Report. Hey, Paul, how are you doing? Okay, how are you? On
3: 97.3 The Fan.
4: Are you ready to bless the moon? I need some help,
6: please.
5: <laughs> that was good.
4: Can I get a ho oh, yeah. oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Did you catch a game last night? You catch a game last night? No, you didn't. There were not really any games some going on. NBA. Some NBA. Some NBA some action. NHL. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to dive into the, uh, the NBA Let's action? Let's dive boards?
3: into it. Luca. Luca had a big night. Luca I had that. a
4: huge I mean, night. Luca scored insane 53
2: right now. last night. That's his fourth 50-point game already this season. That's crazy, right? Nuts. Bananas. Insane. Crazy. crazy. Doesn't happen <laughs> that often. No, it really, I mean, you'd be surprised, but it, it, until this year, 50-point games seemed like they were rare, and now they, they're falling off trees. Team is hovering around 500.
4: He got into it uh, with an assistant coach for Detroit, Jerome Allen. reading from ESPN. It says, Luka made a detour toward the Pistons during a timeout with seven seconds remaining in the Mavericks' win on Monday night. He approached Pistons assistant coach Jerome Allen to offer a few parting thoughts, punctuating a conversation that had continued throughout the game, a final exchange that was extended as they barked at each other while Doncic uh, slowly backpedaled towards the Dallas bench. He He talks his ass
3: out there. As you score said.
4: 53, say whatever yeah, you
2: want. Absolutely. It's <laughs> fun to watch, man. He is fun player. Had a, one of those um, sit your starters games for the Lakers against the Nets last night. No LeBron, no Anthony Davis. And they lost, of course, to the Nets. I, it's one of the problems in the NBA. It is. It's like you have too many games. No, none of those guys want to play 82 games. Yeah. It just feels too long for the season. And then they've got these back-to-backs on the road, and, and Kawhi sits out for the Clippers, or Anthony the, Davis sits out for the Lakers. When's the trade deadline? Soon.
4: Is it soon? Yeah,
2: I, I don't know the exact date.
4: It's nuts. I mean, I, I know it's apples and oranges, different sports, and what they do on the body, but, like, you know, in baseball they play 160, yeah, like six games a week, m- at minimum five. Can you imagine if Manny just, like, took two or three days off a week? You can't. So you guys have night. to. And it's not even February like night. you wouldn't even be mad. He's saving his resting up for the playoffs because the right. NBA playoffs last like three and a half months. I feel
3: like I feel like in baseball you need the reps though. You need the abs. You need the ground balls. Sure. You, need, you know you. It, that's how you get locked in. And in the NBA, I feel like these guys are so good they can take two nights off and not miss a beat. But that's
2: yeah. why the Lakers aren't going anywhere because they're, they're old. Going, well, and they're going to need to play their butts off just to get into the playoffs. So they're not going to be able to do the. Uh, let's save all of our energy for the playoffs thing. Think
4: about like LeBron, he's how many, you know, he's made it to the finals or damn near close every year of his career almost. So it's yeah, like he's got all that extra mileage on his body. E- doesn't
3: end early for him.
4: Right, so it's like is he going to he, what is he 37, 38 years old? Like do you want him playing 38 minutes a game every single night of just course to not. back into the playoffs and then he's completely gassed, yeah. you know, it's like And he's having
2: another incredible season. Yeah, they're screwed either incredible way Incredible season. But yeah, I just don't see how they're going to how they're gonna do this. I mean, yeah, you it's great when you win 65 games and you can, you know, rest Steph and Clay down the stretch a little bit and get you ready for the playoffs, but that's
4: not what the Lake that's not the path the Lakers are on right now. All right, we got a fun story here in the world of football. Uh saw this on front office sports yesterday. There is a 30-year-old coach in Europe, soccer coach Will Still Will still, will still, and he's <laughs> one of the best coaches in soccer right now. What league? Like he's in uh, Ligue One, League One, L I G U E. That the Italian?
3: No, he's no.
4: France.
3: He's Belgian. He English... Coaches
4: for I'm going to say all these names wrong. Uh, Stad, they're going to get stuck. Their rhymes. Primes, uh, the French league, yeah. Primes. Um so he's like thirty years old. His career as a coach started based on him playing the video game Football Manager. <laughs> he played it so often, he ended up like getting this is a into coaching and he's worked his way up and like so if, this would be like if you're really good at Madden and
2: then he, he has stated NFL coach yeah. he
3: has stated that playing the Football Manager and Championship Manager video game series <laughs> helped him decide to switch focus from playing and move to England to start studying to become a coach yeah. at Myers Co College in he's Preston the, Lancashire
4: he's a full-time manager his team is undefeated <laughs> in their last 12 matches That's amazing they recently had a, it says a stunning 1-1 draw on the road against PSG and the best maybe the best part is i saw the the team gets fined $27,000 every game because he still doesn't have a pro coaching license
2: he's a gamer
4: <laughs> you know
2: it's, it's that made it big it's, it's br- good it brings up an interesting question though how much of coaching is knowing the strategy of your sport versus how much of it is the just the day to day, you know, inspiring players, organization, organization. You know, running your assistants and and doing the kind of the work part of it. Because a lot of us feel like I watch oh, football game. I feel like I know what they should go for it here. They should kick a field goal there. I feel pretty confident, just as a fan, that I know the strategy of the games I watch pretty well. Baseball, I know the strategy, but I don't know that that's that's really what makes a coach successful. That the bigger part of coaching is, you know, showing up at in spring training or training camp or whatever, and setting a, a tone, and you know, putting together a, a day to day regimen and leading, and you know, by example. Just a, that's not something you could ever learn in a video game. Right. The the the
3: ass slapping is a big part of it. In, and by ass-slapping, I mean being there
2: for your players. When to be a shoulder to cry on, and when to, when to get you to to start a fire under
4: someone's butt. It's all good for me. You, for don't, a team you don't learn that from
2: playing a video game
4: no. at all. No, you know, Jace Tingler saying he managed games and his head yeah. was bad. Imagine he's like, oh, I managed. Like, I, this is my first managing job, but I have played a lot I of MLB, a lot I'm at at MLB the show. Really good at MLB
2: the show. Yeah, I'm rarely beaten. I've but thrown a no hitter. This soccer coach is kind of. You know, debunking a little bit. Hey, I know what I'm doing. I know all the strategies. That's all that's really important, right? And just a
4: headline. At 17 years old, Will Still decided to pursue coaching after immersing himself in the video game football manager. Now, at 30, he's a real-life manager in the top division in France and unbeaten in 12 years. He pursued games. it so much in 13 <laughs> years, he hasn't even gotten a coaching license, though. <laughs> right. I do
2: A little skeptical.
4: And finally, a uh, school... We told you about the school cafeteria worker that was selling... Uh, Hash. The wrong type of brownies to kids at a bake sale. Still well, never did find out what hash is, by <laughs> the way. I got a story here. A 66-year-old woman in Illinois works for a school district, and she was the food service director. Okay, She was recently arrested for stealing $1.5 million worth of chicken wings. That
3: is so many wings. Jeez, what would you do? With wholesale. They them? don't know. She's, really, she's been That's there really for. That's really tough to do, though. She says a lot, lot of weight. You need a lot of refrigerator
2: space,
3: <laughs> and it's like Andy Dufresne, with took it took out a, l- a few rocks yeah. a day and cut, let them out. You know, it just, takes a, a while. long game. She took seven wings
4: a day in her purse, and <laughs> after a while, it all adds up. She's been there how long? She's been working there for over uh, ten years. Yeah, and there this you is go. During the pandemic, she's bad. During the pandemic, she would over order chicken and then go pick it up herself in a district van. And the chicken, the extra chicken, went was never brought dome. back to the school. Yeah, it went right to the dome. She embezzled chicken wings. chicken, uh, Yeah, so chicken was, wings. Over the past couple of years, she stole a lot of chicken, and she ended up being caught because she overlooked one thing. She was ordering this ridiculous amount of chicken wings, but the school never actually served wings to their students you, because you can't serve them. They contain bones. You want
3: to make sure that it's on the menu if you're going to embezzle
2: I thought it was going to be more dramatic, but they said that no one ordered any barbecue sauce, <laughs> and they were going, what happened? Where, what we, well, I was you, thinking, like, yeah, I in what you
3: world can give can you, can, you can't give them bones. What was your favorite cafeteria? Did you? All right. We I didn't have, have
2: cafeterias this. growing up in you know, our schools.
4: She's right. being held on $150,000. We bones.
2: did not have, I did not have a single cafeteria in any of the schools I attended.
4: Uh, I didn't until high school.
2: Even in high school, we didn't really have. I guess Middle we, school school, we did. We had a lunch like window. You could go and order something. Middle school we I did guess, most people would like eat in the outside. That's a cafeteria. It wasn't not it wasn't a cafeteria though. I wouldn't call it a cafeteria. Where did, what did you eat for lunch? I usually brought my own lunch. What did you or eat? I'd PB and J cut off. I liked I uh, liked Lunchables. Oh, a lot.
4: <laughs> the Pauly. little crackers with the hey, cheese. What's wrong with Lunchables the, as a kid?
2: Pretty wow, much nutty. like charcuterie for kids. It's not. It's <laughs> like no, a, it's, not. it's like one of the worst things no, you can eat, not. but
4: yeah. Uh, my favorite at school was the big square of pizza.
3: I hated this pizza square. It tasted like dirt. It was wow. never good. We had a baked potato bar at ours that was fantastic. And I really enjoyed they
2: that. They actually had, like, a little Pizza Hut cart, though. they bring in just those personal pan. You could buy those at That's school. good. Those My brother there. had a Chick-fil-A in his school, which what? is pretty solid. And then once you were a senior, you go off campus, and there's McDonald's is right down the street. So nine-piece nine chicken McNugget, sweet and sour sauce, fries, and a high-sea orange. So Lunchables and Mickey D's for
3: your entire youth.
7: How did you gain all the weight?
4: Is <laughs> that right? Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. <laughs> Do you like hot fudge sundaes?
3: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> what was your order at Mickey D's in high school? Nine piece chicken McNuggets, sweet and sour sauce, fries, and a C orange. Right. Is that a bad order? It's not a good one. It's <laughs> not a good one.
3: Every go day. Every day. Oh, what else is Once gonna... or twice a week.
2: Oh, you, went, you didn't go to Mickey D's every day? No. Oh. Every day. All right. Well, that was the closest and easiest thing to, to get. Oh, cafeteria. That's so weird. What was your favorite cafeteria food? Baked potatoes. The baked potato. That's fantastic. Toppings? Yeah. Butter, sour cream, cheese, the whole thing. It's hard to mess up a baked potato. It really is. Just steam it in the foil and it doesn't eat. it up. It, it's not bad. Love it. Good call. Thank you, Paulie. All right. Um, let's see. We're kind of running behind, so let's take a timeout. Then we'll give away the Coldplay tickets when we come back. And then uh, I think we're going to bring back some Adam Jones from early this morning, joining us from Barcelona uh, to talk a little bit of, well, just whatever Adam Jones talks about. So that's coming up with Ben Woods after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
8: in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
7: Yeah, yeah. And yo, black is time, word. word time. It's time, man. I right. begin. Yeah. Straight out the f-ing dungeons of rap. Where fake, don't make it back, I don't know how to start. Yeah. Rappers are with the funky rhythm. i be kicking musician. And you ever
2: really get enough, at 97.3 okay. The Fan, catch up on anything you missed with our show, the Coach John Contaro, the Gwyn and Chris shows, podcasting right now on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we're going to be out Saturday at Padres Fan Fest, uh, broadcasting live. I think uh, the station has. Uh, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. window kind of blocked out for live on the air. Is that Uh, right? Four. Four. We're on from one to three. You'll be able to find us uh, on the first base side behind section 121 on the concourse. They're going to have the concession stands open uh, selling food and stuff. So stop by, say hello. Jake Cronenworth is uh, supposed to join us. We'll talk to Trevor Hoffman, Jesse Agler going to be there. I'm not sure uh, what some of the guests are on the other shows that are there that day, but uh, should be an absolutely epic fan fest the greatest one in the history of fan fest cannot wait man. i'm setting a high bar cannot but i wait. can't believe i can't imagine that any team has ever had a bigger or more exciting fan fest than the one the Padres are going to have this saturday no
3: i can't either uh, i think it's going to be i think it's going to be such a fun day weather's supposed to be nice so can't wait
2: yeah, it is uh it's I mean not hot, but, no, but just but it's nice. just not raining yeah. for once, which is nice. <laughs> yes, here here in Seattle. When did we ever get so much rain? Like every just feels like I haven't turned on my sprinklers in like a I, month. I want a rebate. Seriously. This is like
3: I we pay the sunshine tax without sunshine, even though today looks perfect.
2: All right, uh let's uh give away some tickets. We have a pair of tickets to give away to Coldplay coming to Snapdragon Stadium on September 28. Think about that, like the last week of the baseball season. The first show is already sold out. You can still get tickets at show number two at Ticketmaster.com, or you can win them from Ben and Woods and be the third caller right now at 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Give away a couple of tickets to a show uh, later this summer. Cold play coming to Snapdragon Stadium. Technically, I guess it would be in the fall, early fall at Snapdragon Stadium that is that cold play very well done paul well done and they think he plays too many sounds and drops on our it's show perfect crazy that's crazy it's song. A
3: beautiful
4: song i like some of their older stuff absolutely i love clocks
2: love that song
3: save that i don't know why i save say that it. it's fun <laughs> Someday we'll do. The
2: odd thing is, I also love clocks.
3: Yeah, well, someday we'll do all the things that Ben likes. I love a nice dairy air. Like, I love clocks. I like a Nickelback song. I like song a too. Nickelback. We could do a whole segment of the things that Ben likes. They do it for Stern. It's all the stuff he hates. because uh, you're opposite. so positive. I like, yeah. I like clocks.
5: <laughs>
2: The ones that tell the time are cool, as is the song by Coldplay of that title. Do
4: you have a preference? Digital, (laughs) grandfather clocks, I like
2: digital clocks a lot.
3: My wife. I I kind of get
2: mesmerized by them.
3: My my mother-in-law bought a house, and she's given us a bunch of furniture from said house because she doesn't want it. It's nice. There's a grandfather clock, and Hannah is begging me to bring it into our home. I don't want it in our home. Kind of scary. Well, that, and I'm not 104 years <laughs> old, and I don't want to hear this in the middle of the night. Ding dong, ding dong,
4: ding oh, dong. grandmother had one. It, it was dong ugh. dong.
3: I'll, I will take this. I'll take a hatchet. Was it at midnight? Yeah. Bing <laughs> dong, ding dong. Is there a volume setting on this Stupidest effing thing in the world. We have been in knockdown dragouts, about this grandfather clock. Who came up with that clock? song? <pledge of honor> <softly and singing> <devam laughs>
4: hey, think royalties
3: every time <laughs> I'm
2: telling you, man, if she
3: brings it in, something's going to happen to it. Accidentally, something's going to happen to it. All right,
2: we're obviously going a little stir crazy. Luckily, we have uh, Adam Jones in our conversation to get to when we come back with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
8: Let
2: it go along. A tweet from Bill Williams. He says the Pro Bowl jumped the shark long ago. These new events should be enough to flush it forever. <laughs> I think shark jumping is actually one of the skills yes, competitions. It is. Yeah. See if the receiver can actually jump over a shark and catch a pass. Just give them a check and just move on. <laughs> Send them a check.
3: You're basically giving him a four-day uh, Sentenced to go to Vegas and have to do all this stuff. So, cut him a check. Well done on your Pro Bowl selection, and uh, we'll see
2: you next year. How many corny jokes from the Mannings can you stand? You just that's sit, part you of you just the reason I don't sit want to there watch. And wait. <laughs>
5: Until
2: everyone checks out, the last person standing wins three points for his team. It's it's,
3: I I understand the football acumen of those guys is, is second to none. Second to none. Listening to them talk, especially Eli, makes me want to. It makes me want to shove.
2: You can can take Peyton a little bit, a a dose of Peyton,
3: a dose, small dose. But the other guy makes me want to put bamboo shoots in my fingers, like through my fingernails. Are
4: we? Is that where we're at with the NFL? That we're still like hanging on to to the the Manning Manning brothers? Like they're they're out of the league now. That's it. We can move on. Yeah, there's plenty of entertaining people in there in the league.
3: I'd have some guys that were playing do the bits, hundred percent. You know. Or get Marshawn. Just have Marshawn do it. That's no it. brainer. Coach both teams. 100%. <laughs> Draft both teams, coach both teams, all the way in on it. Walk back and forth. I'd rather
4: watch them all do a home run derby.
3: <laughs> do different sports. That would they be are. interesting. They are. doing a long drive they They do a long drive. Dunk
4: contest. <laughs> God.
3: All right. Hey, uh, Python. I mean, I just want to die.
2: Football is actually one of the topics we got into with Adam Jones this morning when he joined us at 630 uh, from barcelona but his uh, his world travels continue we're going to bring that back for you right after this check of traffic on 97.3 the fan there it is that music Missed means it. only one thing as we go out to our premier chevrolet of girls bed fan hotline joined by our friend all-star mm. adam jones is with us still traveling the globe but maybe getting a little closer how's Never. the uh How's the house coming back here in San Diego? Are you
7: getting itching, ready to move back here? I mean, I think I need people. Uh, if you guys have any contacts with the the Rancho Santa Fe board, yeah, let's uh, spread those <laughs> That's a tough group of people. <laughs> it's funny that you mention it,
3: actually. <laughs> we, uh, are, are you on the board? Well, I, I'm not on the board, but I, I have uh, uh, some friends God. in high places over there uh, that I'm, I'm related <laughs> related to. You let me know in private what you need, and I'll make sure that my wife is on it, Adam, because we need you back Move here. Over. We were talking about you this morning, and I go, I legit can't wait till he comes back here because we're just going to get uh. that text where he's like, Let's go to lunch. We'd be like, all right, you're paying, but yeah, we'll go to lunch. We'll go to lunch for sure. I, we're we're excited to have you home uh, when you do get back. But but you got to be getting a little homesick, I would imagine.
7: Uh, a little bit, but not really. I mean, it's, <laughs> again, that's I, I, Barcelona. USA's ghetto, man. USA's ghetto. It's ghetto there right now. A lot of a lot of things going on. That I, I ugh, I'm reading too many things. watching yeah. too many clips and newses and. On this every all the cities across the United States right now in the world also but yeah I'm enjoying my time we're enjoying our time I want uh, we wanted to
3: we wanted to ask you about a couple things today but you know where I actually wanted to start I was telling Polly last night I go I want to talk to football with AJ I, who's yeah. who's yeah. Your, who's your team are you like us where we just watch I. We're now all to the point where we're like, oh, I just like to watch this matchup or I like this play. Like, I love Joey Burrow. So I'm like, I loved watching the Bengals. I'm pretty
4: much strictly red zone during the season. Yeah, just red
3: zone during the season. Who's who's your squad and have you been enjoying the playoffs?
7: Well, of course, I've been enjoying the playoffs. Uh, Some good games. It's going to be a fantastic Super Bowl. Uh, We all can hope. And the betting line says that it will be. Yeah. but my wife grew up. My wife's a Ravens fan. Um, I was there for so long. So like I adopted being a Ravens fan, but I still watch the chargers and I still watch the games. i yeah. playing fantasy football. You know, i watch all the games. I support all the dudes same as I do with basketball. So it's like, I'm not just keying in on one team and tweeting solely for one team. Like I'm just dying, putting eye dye and all this face paint and all this stuff, just to <laughs> show that I love this team so damn much. And we get it. Okay. We see all your damn tweets about it. We get it. You don't need to do all that. But, uh, No, I mean, I I support the Chargers and the the Ravens, and, you know, uh, obviously every Thursday night, uh, Sunday night, Monday night game.
2: How much as an athlete, when you play for a team in a city, and obviously you were in Baltimore for a while, do you feel compelled to adopt the other city's teams, even if they weren't your teams growing up? As you just said, uh, you know, you support the Ravens now. Does it feel like if you don't do that, that you're letting your city, your team down kind
7: of? I got all kind of hell when I first got to Baltimore because they were like, oh, you got, you have to like crab cakes. I'm like, I like king crab. The hell, You talking about all this fight and all that stuff, that little ass piece of meat? I just snapped this. it got a whole quick leg. I'm dipping in butter. I'm trying to get on my fingertips all dirty for all this long ass thing and drink this cheap, nasty ass Natty bow. But I got stuff for that over the years. And I still don't even like it like that. But I could, I, I adapted to a few things. Um, like, they got they, they got cool things that they do out there. And um, they got cool breweries, good foods. I mean, I like crab cakes. I wasn't all big into the crabs and, and all that. But um, when I first didn't like the Ravens, there's a good story. I wore a Johnny United's jersey against the Col- It was a Colts-Ravens game in 08. And I wore a Johnny United's jersey. Now, again, there's obviously we all know the story history. The Mayflower leaving in the middle of the night. But it's a Johnny Unitas jersey, and they have a statue of, of the guy outside. And I was right. on the Ravens' sideline because I'm an Orioles player. And they said, uh, you're going to have to take that jersey off if you have to leave the field. So what do you think I did? You left the field. You're damn right I left the field. <laughs> Took my ass up to that damn suite. I ain't taking off this jersey. You got a statue outside the guy. So it was about three or four years of a rift between us. But uh, we figured it out, and we both had a good run in 2012, obviously, when they uh, went on to win the, uh, the Super Bowl, and I went on all the games, and it was a really cool time, and they got a good franchise. Their owner is awesome. That's what's cool about about them their owner is really awesome. He makes just he makes all he makes the fans feel feel you know feel love. That's what is good. That's what that's what the Chargers miss. Yeah, God damn it.
3: Yeah, that's that's exactly ah. what that's exactly what they're missing ah. right now. It is funny though. That's what like you miss. we 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 in life, we don't like people who pander, except when they move to our town. And they better pander. It's almost like a requirement. Like, if you're a radio host and you come to town from Florida, you know, and you're trying to inject your Floridian ways, people are like, especially here, they're like, pack your stuff, get in your car. And get the F out of here. Like, they, you have to, you yeah. almost have to pander. And I would imagine, I saw Will Myers the other night, who's now a Cincinnati Red, tweeting, Go Bangles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he never tweets, right. and he tweeted, Go Bengals. I'm like, you know what? That's a good, smart a business Panthers move. Fan? I, I, I don't know. Panthers fan? I have no idea, but he's smart. That's smart business, AJ.
7: Yeah, for sure. I mean, support, and it's brilliant business. Some team, somebody's selling beef jerky up there, might be like, Will. You want to supply some you know support our big jerky up in Cincinnati? Do it. Ben's chili might call him and say, Hey, you want some uh th- some of this sh- ship uh chili or uh graters ice cream? Couple a couple different things for him out there in Cincinnati. Not uh Skyline was it, uh Montgomery and ribs. See this, I've, had I've had all three I've
2: all three. I'll say uh, A plus on the Montgomery and Ribs, A plus yep. on the cherry chocolate chip ice cream from Graters, and an F minus on the Skyline chili.
7: We are. We are. See, we see eye to eye on a lot of things. And that's is one thing we see eye to eye on again. That is terrible chili.
2: That's, that's what I
7: hear. Uh, I hear it tastes like cinnamon.
3: Cheese on it? Cheese and cinnamon, oh. I heard it taste like. Oh, uh, we're, we're talking to our pal Adam Jones here on Ben & Woods this morning. I saw you tweet uh, about him yesterday. I was pretty uh, excited to see. And I guess I wasn't super surprised by the blowback because it's 2023 and there's blowback on everything but Jazz Chisholm getting the uh, the cover yeah. of MLB 2023 the show I thought that was really cool I love that guy I've Thank talked you. to his manager about him um, I, I just I love what he brings to the table but people were acting like it was he got elected to Cooperstown they were like but his war is only blank and he only did this and I'm like bro, Adam break it down for us why he's a perfect fit for that cover
7: Okay. Well, first off, he's on the cover of a video game. How many people on the cover of a video game make it to the Hall of Fame? Nobody even worries about that. He's on the cover of a video game. That means for the last hundred and sixty two games or three sixty-five, however you want to look at it, he's been exciting as hell in your mind. Dude plays with love, passion, excitement, thrill. I mean like every when he steps on the field, you don't know what's gonna happen. He has every tool, he has power, he got speed. He, I mean, he still bases. He makes the great plays. He's, he's going to stretch a single into a double. He's going to stretch a double into a triple. Like he, he does everything you want him to do on the baseball field. Um, some people, uh, obviously the older crowd, um, 10 in old school, I would just, I should say not the older, but the old school mindset baseball fans might not like the flash and the flare and all that kind of stuff. Eh, well, well, uh that, 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 Sorry. <laughs> You you can't, these young kids are coming. They're coming with passion and they're coming with love. Them island kids is coming hot and I love it. You can't come in jazz. You can't put Paul
3: Goldschmidt, who's a great player, on the cover every year. No. I mean,
7: it's it's. No. And, and I thought
3: about you uh, as well because we've talked to you about this before many many times. Major League Baseball. Somebody saw, said yesterday, MLB so desperately wants to be cool, and I thought to myself, yep. It, exactly. Like, it needs a little bit of mm-hmm. that in it. And it ne- actually it needs a lot mm-hmm. of that in it. And you and I and Paulie and, and Ben, we've talked before about getting black athletes into the game of baseball. It's something that you're massively passionate about. Passionate about. I looked at this yeah. from MLB and I go, it, brilliant. It's a brilliant move. He only played half a season last year. He was an all-star. He had a stress fracture in his back. He has now said, I'm going to go win a gold glove in center field. He plays so hard. He plays so fun. And I thought to myself, yeah, this is an this is a total no brainer. Baseball needs this man. It needs this. We've got enough Paul Goldschmidt and Paul Goldschmidt fans. We need the Jazz Chisms of the world as well. And and that's going to make the game better.
7: I think on marketing, obviously, it's brilliant because uh, I mean, Jazz is fun. Like no one watches the Marlins games. People in Miami don't even watch the damn Marlins games, okay? But when he's playing or, or Sandy Alcantara's playing, you're gonna watch. Yeah, like those are two very exciting players. They're, that's all that brings to the team. Now Goldschmidt again, MVP's phenomenal player. He probably personally is like, hell no, nah, I don't want to be on no video game. Like, well, for what? That's just. But again, that's Goldschmidt. He doesn't want no recognition. He is a he is what you call the firefighters of baseball. Shows up to work every day, puts on that uniform and grinds it out and goes home, doesn't, there's no flash, there's no yep. nothing about it. Great player. Then does it, and does it fantastically. But he doesn't, the glit and glamour is the same with Trout. He tried to, mar, MLB tries to market Trout so much, he doesn't want it. He wants to go sit in a duck blind and shoot something. That's all he wants to do. But there's tons of other players that you can market. Obviously, when Tatis got hot, um, uh, you got Mookie, you got obviously Jazz, you got Jose Ramirez, you got Lindor. I mean, the list goes on and on about really exciting players and you know now you got coming up with michael harris uh i mean a there's some, a lot of is. players that are really young i mean aaron judge could have been on the cover oh, I mean, yeah I know, I know a lot of people probably could have went for that but judge he probably doesn't even want that notoriety at the same time you know what i mean and he's but been, been, on it. He's, he's, on been he's been on one so, exactly yeah he's exactly been on yeah it's much a much new age jazz with his popping his chain that's what that's what that's what all these kids, and, and I know you got a kid whoever got kids older, Roblox and all this, that's all these kids do is talk about popping these damn chains. Mines do. And, like, that's what is the next, you know, the next flash of the game. Obviously, you see all these guys with drip on a lot of it. Ooh, the Padres guy's got some ice, Manny. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and, you know what I mean? That's the next. That's what kids are seeing. Like, that's cool to them. And, and it doesn't matter the color in that either. It doesn't matter if it's the black community. The white kids are, are talking about the drip too. And the Latino kids, Asian kids, everybody's talking about the drip
3: right now. I love it, man. I love it. It's so exciting to me. It I, really I got is. My
2: first pair of prescription glasses, so I. Have he's to very. You now should too. see them. They're he's very drippy. Uh, AJ, when <laughs> That's you what I'm see, talking about when you see him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Adam. I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Spring training starts in two weeks. When everybody starts yeah. reporting, will you feel some of the pangs like oh, I miss miss going, or are you going to be like, man, I'm so glad that I don't have to show up for that anymore?
7: Well, no, I've been uh, working on my bat schedule and my WBC schedule. So, yeah, there's no flights and worried about accommodations. And then I, hell, no, I'm worried about that. I'm worried about tee times and, uh, and a few other things. So, no, my, I, I, I look at I, I think every pro athlete when they leave and retire, they think that, you know, oh, I still can give it a go. Oh, I still can give it a go. And then you sit on the couch or lay on the couch for about 10 or 15 minutes and then get up and be like, ah, yep. now that right there is a sign that your ass needs to sit back on that couch and not try to play a professional sport and do other things. So again, I had my, my run in the sun. It's time for these guys to, it's the next generation's turn, man. I need to figure out something else. And, uh, you know, it's again, I've, I've i'm yeah i'm fully satisfied with the game of baseball i know?
2: thought you'd say that because you have adapted yeah, yeah, to post uh retirement better almost better, yeah, better than, than, any than anyone i've ever seen i've ever seen yep. you really have leaned into it well and i mean you're living the good life so i'm not surprised that that's what you said
7: well if you have a wife that owns a travel company and then grabs the reins of it and be like well look uh, <laughs> i raised these two kids yeah uh, Time to do what I want to do, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, hey, right, you I'll know,
3: be along for the ride. What am I to say?
7: But, but, <laughs> but, hey, we have a rule now. There's a rule. Take me everywhere if you want to go, but I'm golfing, and we go on to Marrakesh next week. I'm golfing, so wow, I'm gonna start golfing in all over the world now. I so love I'm it, man. Mor- I'm, gonna a, I'm gonna get a shirt. I'm gonna get a shirt and all this kind of stuff just from everywhere. Yeah, I'm just overspin for no reason. I have a closet full of just absolute nothing. People at like the bridge is gonna be pissed.
2: I, lo- I love <laughs> where in the world is Adam Jones? Although we can't wait until you back here in San Diego. Uh, Yeah, we'll try to uh, smooth things over with any of our contacts. If you need the uh, art jury or association approval on something, we'll see see what we can do, and uh, we will talk to you
7: again soon, man. Thank you so much. buddy. All right, brother. Slide in my DM.
2: You got it. Adam Jones on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. All right, good stuff with Adam Jones. I'm a little jealous. Golfing around the world certainly sounds like. No kidding. Something that would be fun. Hey, even golfing in, you know, like Encinitas, California would be enjoyable right now. Must be which nice. One of the three of us is doing, or at least is on his way to doing, I'll let you guess. I'll let you guess who took off a little bit early. But Paul, is was it you? No, I'm no, here. You're still here. Ben, okay. Are you here? No, I'm also still here. So okay. I I'm not gonna
4: say anything Woods, else. Was I'll it just, you?
2: Woods? Was it? Was it you? Maybe. Hmm. Could be. I mean, again, I don't want to give it away.
4: Maybe his mic's not working.
2: It's possible. There's a lot of explanations as to why he might be quiet at this moment. But, um, oh, by the way, speaking of golf, and I know everyone, we learned today that everyone hates it when we talk Golf. (laughs) Uh, the second episode of The Grind has dropped from the Fire Pit Collective. I just started watching it uh, there. Mark Baldwin, part two, going to the at and Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which, by the way, is this week. This year's edition uh, gets underway on Thursday. So uh, we got another episode of The Grind from the Fire Pit and Matt Chinella that's up this morning. I love the first one, and I am already getting into this second one very quickly uh, if you like that sort of stories so of people trying to make it in the world of sports. But that will do it. Uh, for this edition of Ben and Woods on a Tuesday. Aztecs game tonight, late start, 8 o'clock. So, you know, if you go to bed early and get up early, I will uh, certainly be reacting to it tomorrow morning. And Woodsy even promised to watch at least the first half uh, tonight because it is an important game at Nevada uh, where the Wolfpack are undefeated at home this season. But that'll do it for us. Coach John Cantara coming up next for Paulie. For Woods, I'm Ben Higgins. Have a great rest of your Tuesday from all of
5: us here at San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.